0: This evening, we're beginning together a peace vigil for the weekend. As we sit here this evening, there are people in many parts of the world, in Central and South America, for example, who experiencing tyranny and imprisonment and death simply because they work for social justice. There are people in Africa, who work for, in South Africa for equality and for the opportunity to participate in the social and political life of that country. There are people in the Eastern Bloc who are afraid to say what they think. There are people in America, in Europe and other countries who are denied the human right to have the opportunity to work, who are denied the human right to have the opportunity to have a home and to spend night after night in homelessness, in destitution. We see too on our planet, with all its pains and its sufferings, the denial of animal rights, the factory farms, the millions of animals who are used for experimental purposes. And we see too how easily our society is intolerant of protest. Only a few weeks ago in Britain, for example, some animal rights activists went into a major department store and did a simple gesture of protest. They made some smoke in order to hit the fire warning signal in the ceiling so that the showers would go on and soak the fur coats, to ruin them. They were caught. They were described by the judge as firebombers. The leader was given a 10-year sentence. we see the destructiveness which is heat day in, day out mercilessly on our environment ruthlessly and brutally exploited the earth the beloved earth the seas and the rivers the air and the sky and the space day in and day out threatening all of life, the whole experiment called existence. And we see too in our immediate world which we live in, the pain, the confusion, the conflicts, and the destructiveness which is around us and at times within us as well. And in such a way that our own personal pain or so-called personal pain in life cannot really, because of our interrelatedness and our interdependence, cannot really be called personal pain. But perhaps it's the pain of the planet. And perhaps in and amidst all of this, we begin to sense as human beings, as concerned women and men together, the necessity for awareness, for inquiry, for clear action in personal ways, in ways with our friends and our family, with our neighbours, socially, politically, to express and show our concern. because we are life. 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 And in our coming together and spending a weekend here together, It's an opportunity for us to stop, to be still, to be together, to be silent, to communicate, and for the opportunity to voice our concerns. And of course, if a human being simply and only looks at the suffering of our planet, then the heart will bound to experience pain and confusion, if not despair, at what's happening and what's going on. But there's also the planet as we all know from our experience, what an extraordinary place it is. And I'm rather reminded of one of the American astronauts who, for some unfathomable reason, has to go off into space. But at least a little glimmer of awareness. And he said, looking down on planet Earth, one can sense and see the extraordinary beauty of it coming through the colour and form and shape and the blueness of the oceans and the contour line. And in looking at somewhere like the moon, seemed very stark and bare, compared to this extraordinary place called the earth. And there's all that too which is available to us sky and the trees and the flowers and the creatures beneath the earth on the earth in the trees human beings who care and show reverence for life and each other. All of that, too, is in this vast field of experience. A peace vigil doesn't really have any particular aim and purpose. If I may say, I'm not sitting here with some fixed view of what Peace Vigil is for because for me and probably for you too just being here together is enough already just to be quiet, just to be in the nature just to connect and reconnect with like-minded people in that the purpose is already fulfilled. It's already fulfilled just sitting, just sitting here as people on the earth. And there are something like approaching just about a hundred of us here for the weekend. And it's rather, I may say, a... A full weekend, and some of you who have had a look at the notice board since you arrived may have thought, "My God, if there is one, this um, this timetable is extraordinary." You know, and it's very important that within any activity, we do retain our freedom and our independence, because surely that's what we love most and love dearly, and if we want to see that in our society and and on our planet, we must also have the freedom to experience it on a peace vigil. And so in a very simple way, if if tomorrow evening you're absolutely wiped out at 9pm, then please enjoy as many hours as you wish, the horizontal posture, <laughs> <coughs> and go to bed peacefully. <laughs> and and if you wish to stay a little bit longer and stretch yourselves into the night hours, then of course very much welcome and invited. So each person, each one of us takes the responsibility for himself, for herself, for ourselves, with regard to how you as a person with others use the time here. And it's a very, very, very important freedom. And in that, both during the day and equally during the um, night hours, there is... Variety of activities and each one of us is free to participate in each one. And hopefully the night hours tomorrow night, that there's enough, I won't call it entertainment but um, interest um, to encourage, if not quietly persuade you at least if you do go to bed at nine o'clock, that it might be worth arising at 2 o'clock, or whatever. And, and I would say, just with regard to the weekend, and with, because if you have looked at the notice board, sleep has probably crossed your mind more than once, that if one does go to sleep anywhere, let preferably please in one's room, um, rather than in the meditation room because I know these Zafus, these meditation cushions, when one is tired, become, become increasingly more attractive. And one wishes to develop a kind of personal relationship with it rather than one's backside, rather with one's head. And when this has happened before, it doesn't seem to quite facilitate the process of awakening, it seems to... <laughs> So, here this room is for awakening, and one's room is primarily for resting. And the day has a variety of activities, and we are attempting, as it were, to strike the balance between meditative awareness and silence and stillness and all that's all the significance and the beauty of that with exploration, with inquiry, with readings, with group discussions, with a little bit of work in the environment outside over the weekend. And there's the the balance there to be explored and found within this situation. And in that, as I um, understand in just um, talking with a, a few friends a few moments ago, that there's quite a diversity of interests of people. And I want to emphasize, and very, very important from the beginning, this this is a peace vigil. And in saying that, for some of you, may be very active in the field of political peace work. It's a very important and significant area of life. Others of you may be involved in Peace work in terms of various helping professions and serving people, creatures, and environment. Others of you may be engaged in peace work in terms of your day-to-day life situation. Others of you may be in terms of family and, and friends and the whole lifestyle itself. But others, of course, in the spiritual fields of finding out what peace is. All all of this are expressions of peace, working for peace. So in that respect, the weekend is a very broad-based perception of it. And we, through the weekend, hopefully have time and opportunity to see the ways and means that peace in life is of importance how we can contribute to that in very real ways both inwardly and outwardly through the countless gestures which humanity has available to itself to ourself for peace and if I may just for a few minutes, speak a little bit about the field of meditation, speak a little bit in terms of giving some instruction and general um, focus with regard to this area, and then speak for a few minutes about the communication aspect of the weekend, because the weekend in a way comprises the work of these two. With regard to meditation itself, we would say and describe, generally speaking, that meditation has, as a general purpose, as a contribution towards inner peace, primarily, of course, a contribution, especially in the field of uh, insight meditation, towards self-knowledge, being clear about oneself at the feeling, emotional life, mental, thought life, intentions of the mind, and so forth. And is a contribution towards an understanding of the way the world is, the relationship of oneself to what is around. And that information, that sense data, which comes to us, eyes, eyes, through ears, through nose, through tongue, through touch, these five um, senses, and that information which is coming to us moment by moment, how do we work with this? How do we deal with this? Where is our clinging? Where is our addictions and our attachments and our aversion? Where is the affection and friendship and openness and receptivity? And so the process of meditation is one really which the concept can be used and is used here interchangeably with mindfulness, with observation, with care and attention to what's happening right here, right now. Now, in that, certainly for some of us, Buddhism, Buddhist tradition, what's left of it, and all of that certainly has had, for some of us, some kind of influence. Even such areas as posture and breathing Stable, attentive awareness, those kind of influences seem, for some of us, have come out of the Buddhist tradition. But certainly there's not a trace of interest here with myself and with friends in encouraging people to be Buddhists. There are already far too many Buddhists in the world, and adding more seems to me a futile activity. So in the atmosphere here and the very wonderful work that the centre uh, does here and the tremendous spirit of service provided by the staff and board and friends of the centre, what they are saying to us is, here is this facility which co- accommodates 100 people It's for us, during the time that we are here, and to explore through silence and communication to see what we need to see. And that's what the centre is providing for us. And so we make the atmosphere here. We establish what it is here together. Not the teacher, not the, not Buddhism, Not the the board or the staff, but all of us in this room. And with the meditation work, shall we call it, itself, there are a number of small considerations. One of them, which is quite useful and valuable, is consideration to the posture. Now, it doesn't matter one scrap whether you sit cross-legged on a meditation cushion, whether you sit on um, these stools, stools, which are becoming, I notice, more and more um, sophisticated, they'll soon have a Rolls Royce for stools <laughs> as they go in like this, or whether you sit in a chair. There's no hierarchy. You're not any closer to waking up if you sit full lotus or if you sit in a chair. These these Buddha images, you know, know, sometimes are awful things because they set up, you know, we need some Buddha, someone in the arts, I must get this in, please present some kind of images where instead of the funny haircut the guy's got, ordinary person sitting in a chair at the front. (laughs) This would be great progress, Anyway, sorry about my pet um, thing. And so we give care and consideration to the posture insofar as what does contribute to some degree of attentiveness and alertness is that the back itself is reasonably straight and upright. We often notice many times in our daily life the mental state and the bodily state tend to adopt each other, tightening, tensing up closing down, feeling low, feeling depressed, mind and body as it were convoluted together and so intertwined in a way that one adopts the other. And just giving some care and attention means here that the chest is reasonably open and expanded, the diaphragm is reasonably, and the stomach area are reasonably open, allows a little bit more fluidity, shall we say, a little bit more uh, flow there, um, and contributes to a little some alertness, and our experience generally will uh, confirm that. With the sitting meditation, eyes can be closed if one is tired. Eyes also can be open to be reasonably still within the sitting posture. And I would say, primarily, it is just to sit and just to be here. Here. here it is. Not walls and ceiling, etc., etc., but here is where life is. And it's in our departure from being with life, being life, being present for life, through preoccupations with other abstractions of time and place, elsewhere and situations, that we begin, as human beings, to become alienated from life from feeling the texture of it through our breathing, through the body, through the the data that's coming to us from around from one moment to the next. And so in that respect, finding peace is not a withdrawn, insular, alienating process. Finding peace is peace here and now where life is. If in just sitting and just being and just being present, for the here now, if that feels too difficult, strange, or feels very one feels very confused or distracted, then for a period of time, use a resource such as the breathing. Breathe in, feel the air element. You know it. Breathing is a food. You can go a few hours without, or days even, or whatever. But with breathing, it sustains us. It's a food. And to breathe in and breathe out and feel the life being sustained through the breathing. And then that breathing in, breathing out, just experiencing the air element, flowing in and flowing out, air coming, air going, just as all events, thoughts, experiences, also, come and pass. And if after a little period of time you're just being a little bit more steady, forget the breathing, let go of the breathing as a primary object, just sit, just be. Here it all is. The world is here. And during the day, there will be a number of periods in the hall, together, sometimes periods of extended silence, sometimes shared communication. Time to time, there'll be a reading from something for a paragraph or half a page or whatever, and then back to the silence and there'll also be opportunities for us also to share to share together amidst the silence and this will be an aspect of the period of time together also during the during the weekend there will be one or two talks will be given there will be a slide Show of uh, Peacemakers tomorrow evening. There'll be um, an interview which I made with a person in Boston named Timothy who has AIDS. There'll be music played from Africa, uh, taped music from Africa, from Central South America, and contemporary Western music. And all all of that also falls into the whole field of meditation, insofar as the music is one for listening totally. Not as an avoidance, not as as a distraction, not to feed into our addictiveness to music, but rather the fullness of listening to each note, each sound, the breaks between the sound, Sound re- reaching us. And in part, because isn't it that one of the major issues of our planet and of human relationships is the difficulty we have in listening. The difficulty we have in listening to each other. The difficulty we have in listening to ourselves, in listening to the communications of life. And we're very easy, I feel very quick sometimes to judge our political leaders who who say, who we say, well they ought to be able to talk to each other and listen to each other and cooperate together. We're very good at projecting and telling. But look at the difficulties we have in our personal relationships, in listening to each other and responding to each other and extending actions of faith and trust. And I don't know if there's any real difference One can say working with a difficult situation in one's personal life, in one's work life, is as much a political statement as working between one country for another or whatever. And so our listening, immediacy of listening and attentiveness to others is a very important quality for us to be concerned about. And we'll have this opportunity in a supportive and caring environment, in a free and independent space to hear each other. The, finally, the in the period of time, outside of the meditation hall here, we ask, please, a number of um, small requests. The one of the things which we ask is that there is silence. Silence when one leaves here. Silence when one goes to the dining hall. Silence when one is eating the food. Silence, when one gets up in the morning. Silence is a very profound element of life. And silence states and registers itself to a very receptive heart and has its own, we might say, own quiet power to transform. And to be aware of silence and to sense silence Really comes when, in a way, we've put everything aside. Often in our life at home, we may be quite by ourselves, and the most times the tendency of the mind is to be preoccupied, the compulsive doing. And in that preoccupation, we sacrifice silence and its majesty. And yet, we notice many times in life that silence is frequently used. When there's a tragedy, when there's a necessity for a a deeper awareness, silence is asked for. And even in, say, one of the... Even in France now, some... What is it? 70 years since the First World War, and all the horror of the trench warfare, now sadly being repeated in Iraq and Iran, the same kind of warfare. Still in France, on on a particular day, the country is asked at 11 in the morning for everybody in the country for three minutes to be totally silent. Just to be aware and sensitive and respectful. A three minute period and it's just one of the ways that human beings have used silence which brings some degree of love and sensitivity and silence can communicate that where frequently where words cannot and so there is this appropriateness for silence and there's this appropriateness to speak And sometimes, of course, to speak out. To voice our concerns, as our brothers and sisters are doing here and elsewhere on the planet. So let us, in the time, the weekend that we are here together, give our fullness. In the meditation periods, in the work periods, in the communication periods, be here fully for oneself, fully for each other. May all beings live in peace. May all beings live in harmony. May all beings live in peace and harmony. So let's have a ten minute. Silent sitting meditation together, and then after that, if we have a break, just to uh, stretch the legs, go to the toilet or whatever, and then for those who wish to come, have a uh, go around, and we could just um, uh, go through and just introduce ourselves of our name, and our interest, and uh, whatever work or commitments that we have, and if we just go from one to another, and if anyone is feeling rather tired, uh, either during the time we go around together, or immediately after the sitting, please, please, of course, feel free to go to one's room, to take rest, have a good night's sleep, and tomorrow morning, the first spell of the day begins at... 6 o'clock and wake up for some exercise in your own way and then at 6.45 there's the first group meditation of the day together in here including some music at the beginning of the meditation. So let's just have a 10 minute sitting meditation together.
1: Robert Bly, mm. the second oh, thing the crystal drum sound, and I included a little note, mm. and it went something like, yes, Dear Robert, I'm wondering if you found time to read the manuscript I sent you last summer. I preceded that by saying I hope you have found time to listen Mm -hmm. to the tape I sent. I wonder if you found time Mm -hmm. to read the manuscript I sent you last summer. Mm The one about Mother God. Mm -hmm. I just had a notion that you did when i heard your story Come and visit me I for can get my life. address from my son, David Merrill, oh Inside of that envelope, I drawn a picture, really of some just some grass and a mountain. And I said, I drove out to Point Reyes the other day and turned off on a little winding road with just trees and grass on either side, and it wound around to the top of Mount Vision. I found a wonderful open spot. <laughs> I parked my car, and with the crystal drum playing loudly on my car stereo, I danced on the mountain with great joy.